You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. Oh, I love that the music's on. Yay. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> I just want to sit and listen to it. This is kind of awesome. I feel like I should do a dance. <laughs> All right, no, I won't I won't make you listen to that. Okay, so anyway, Bing is for doing and I am here doing another show, um, a wrap-up show for Eureka, and it is season five, episode eight, In Too Deep, directed by none other than Colin Ferguson. I am Jenna Bush, um, and I am all by myself tonight, so make sure you're, if you're, oh, I know I'm so lonely, so if you guys want, if you have questions or you just want to chat and keep me company, please call in at 424-256-1729. Um, and before I start, make sure you go to iTunes and subscribe to us because you can totally watch this on YouTube. You can also take it with you in the form of a podcast. Um, and actually, it's it's a really they're really fun to listen to. I've actually just started listening to a whole bunch of the other shows and they're they're pretty awesome. And tell a friend. Make us super popular. Okay, so um, this week, this was pretty huge this week. There was an underwater wedding. How many shows can say they have an underwater wedding? Um, this is sort of the culmination, I think, of everything that's been going on since the first episode of the first season. And Carter and Allison, their relationship has been so rocky and so on and off. She's been married before. He has had other girlfriends. It's just to see them actually get together was kind of huge. And I don't know if you guys recall, but when Neil Grayston was here the first time, he gave me a quiz about like what I thought might happen. And one of the things I said was I thought there would be a wedding. Now, personally, I thought it was going to be Andy and Sarah because robot wedding, kind of awesome. Um, but the fact that it was Joe, uh, Joe, the fact, oh, see, well, we'll get to why I just said Joe. Um, the fact that it was Carter and Allison was just so cool. And I, there's still repercussions from what happened when they were in the Matrix. Um, as you saw when they're underwater, like, you know, Carter's trying to woo her just like he's always done. And she's pushing away just like she's always done. Um, we thought they were done with that, but that doesn't really happen in relationships. Something always goes wrong. So, wow, I sound bitter. Um, but I think this time around, it was really it was just her panicking, just wondering, as she said, I've invested everything in this. This thing with you is sacred. And if it doesn't work, what happens? It's it's kind of deep. Eric is kind of deep. Just saying. Um but being thrown into a situation which is life or death, and I don't know if anyone else thought of this, but did the did the Jin and Sun thing come up from Lost for you? Because, oh my God, um, as they're going underwater, I mean, it's something that we've seen before, but 
I mean, the whole I, I think it I think it really cemented everything. And it was a marriage at the last second, possibly that they were going to be alive. So, wow. And they still managed to keep humor in it. I think that was really cool. Also, the fact that Colin um, directed this, you know, we, we love Colin at the show. Um, it was really cool because there was even there was more subtlety to to certain moments with him. Um, so as we know, Carter and Allison, he tries to take her on a secret um, picnic or, you know, with virtual Vincent, which was awesome, um, underwater. And, um, you know, they've got everything set up and she's all bitter and she hasn't talked to her parents about the wedding yet. And and it's but the, when you see his face and the amount of hurt on it, when he realizes that she's got doubts, like she definitely has doubts. And after all of this time, she still has doubts. Like I, I think he just did such a good job directing as well as being a star in it. And I, I still don't understand how people can do that. But really, really impressive. The thing, though, that I think was the coolest part of the whole thing was. Allison really admitting that she really was still jealous of Joe and bringing up the thing that Roth and I have brought up a number of times with all of our guests is that starting the show with the Matrix and saying that the relationships that these people have that had in the Matrix were really formulated on what could have happened in their brain. Um, it makes sense that she would still wonder. And even though she saw Carter and Joe in a corner whispering, and they honestly were whispering about helping, like getting this together so they could have this really sweet date, she's still jealous. And I think I think that's something that everybody does because, you know, if you're if you're in a relationship and you look at someone and they you think they've got this really close friendship with someone and there's just a moment where you think something might have gone too far, it, it sort of haunts you. And it doesn't sometimes matter how much they try to make it up to you, but it just it's sort of it just sits there and eats away at you. So I kind of love that the show actually kept that going. Um, it's, a, it's really it's really cool that the uh, one of the things I love about the show, and I know I've said this before, is that the writers never shy away from anything. You know, they didn't shy away from keeping the alternate timeline. They didn't shy away from, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, the Matrix first three episodes and now it's gone. They've got. You know, we've got Holly, which I'll get to in a sec. Um, you've got, you know, Fargo realizing that his that it took an alternate timeline for him to prove to people what he's made of. And I think that's sort of the theme of the episode. So I'm thinking of the alternate timeline in terms of the almost dying. So to see what someone's really made of, sometimes you need something really, really dramatic. And, you know, with Fargo, I mean, anybody who loves Fargo, I love Fargo. Anyone who loves Fargo knows, like, of course he had the capability to do this, even if we saw him as a clown in the beginning. Um, it need, Something needed to switch drastically, and I think it's the same thing with Carter and Allison. They've been tested so many times, but at this moment they needed something to sort of push them over the edge to show them how much they mean to each other. And I think that's, that's sort of... Um, that's sort of a theme of the episode. Um, I think it happened as well with um, with Zane. So Zane and Joe are still. I just still think they're adorable together. And um, just taking a sip of water here because I I sound funny, but um, they. I didn't think it was going to work in the beginning, but just the fact that these two have managed to with their completely different personalities, hook up and find some understanding is kind of awesome. But with Zane, so he's promoted to um, the head of Section 5. Now, Zane's always, I mean, he started as a criminal, and he's all over the place, and he's goofy, and he's changing Joe's clothes into tight leather and telling her how good her butt looks and, and all that stuff. But the moment that he realizes, no, I really am, I really am the head of this, which is the moment that Fargo talks to him about Holly, which we'll get to, um, 
you see a switch in him. And actually, you see a very physical switch because you see his clothes change. You know, he goes from his usual comfy clothes into a suit. Not that I condone suits. I'm a big fan of the comfy clothes. But, you know, that was that was sort of a that was sort of a cool moment. Now, I'm going to take a moment and drink water. Mm. And then I know I actually have to talk a little bit about Amazon. Um, I have no one to laugh at my purchase this week. I can laugh. At okay, you. you can laugh at Don't my worry. thank God. I always enjoy your drunk purchases, so <laughs> go right ahead. I'm listening. Okay. Well, this this week um, all right, first of all, Amazon if you're going to buy stuff on Amazon, and we know you are, instead of going straight to Amazon.com, go to AfterBuzzTV.com, click on the Amazon banner. It just takes an extra second, and then we get goodies so we can bring you more goodies, and it's it's really cool. So I've been doing all of my purchasing. Um, I have a pretty weird one this week. Um, so I was just away for four days shooting um, a calendar called um, The Women of Geekdom, because yes, I'm a giant geek. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Thank you for saying that. I, <laughs> um, I mean, I like crazy, crazy ass geek. So I, I dressed as a Valkyrie. I'm just, I'm just saying. Nice. Yeah. I mean, nice. you can find this, you know, I, I will, if you guys tweet me at Jenna Bush, um, I can give you the info for it too. Um, but it's really cool. It's a whole bunch of women dressing up in these crazy costumes. It was so much fun. But they gave me a spear, a big, giant spear. And anyone who's watched this show knows I like weaponry and pointy things. So I, the, this thing is so gorgeous. It's taller than me, and it's got curved blades and lots of knot work on it. And so um, I'm standing there with it, and we're doing the shoot, and I'm practically cutting down foliage, and I'm threatening to stab people. And everyone's like, you have a problem with the pointy stuff. As soon as I got back after the shoot, I went straight to AfterBuzz TV, went through Amazon, and I bought it. Nice. I bought it. That's awesome. See, shit. You, you couldn't use your Game of Thrones sword that you have? Well, no, because this, I feel that the Valkyrie probably would have used this spear. And and also, uh-huh. that's that's one more weapon that I have in my house. <laughs> add to your weaponry. Yes, yes, I have pointy things. Um, I was, I have to admit, I was not drunk at the time. Um, but there was a lot of drinking this weekend, if that helps. Mm-hmm. And then there was also, also sharp pointy things. All of us, all the girls and everybody on the crew, 16 of us, um, got tattoos after the shoot because it was just such a cool experience of um, it's a little you can't probably see it but and if you're listening you definitely can't see it um, but it's a USB symbol because it was we were connected from all over the world and don't laugh it's not corny it's hysterical no that's awesome thank you yeah I'm very An- another excited. geek kind of factoid from you that's oh my cool. god I'm it. such a nerd I have a USB symbol on my finger. <laughs> Don't make dirty jokes. I've heard them all. Um, <laughs> I've gotten so many tweets about plugging in. You just don't. Uh, but, but yeah, that was one. And then there was one other thing that I bought that I thought was really, really cool. It's this book. Um, one of the girls down there, everyone there was super geeky. And one of the girls down there, um, Misty Dawn, she told me about this book called um, Ready Player One. And it may be the nerdiest thing I have ever read in my entire life. The nerdiest and awesome. It's like Hunger Games for super hardcore geeks. Nice. I love Hunger Games. Oh my god. Oh, you're gonna love this. This is like the coolest thing ever. I'm excited. It's uh yeah, it's dystopian future and every reference to every eighties video game, TV show, movie that you could possibly imagine. And Dungeons and Dragons and like, oh, it's just glorious. (laughs) Did I just nerd out a little? No, of course not. I'm nerding out. (laughs) 
but but yeah, this is. I mean, that's just one of the the cool things. And I mean, anybody who's watching this, like if you watch Eureka, you're probably a geek, so I'm sure you appreciate all of this stuff. Um, maybe not the pointy sticks that I have. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I had to. I had to bring you my my drunk purchase of the week. Um, yeah, I don't. I have no idea what's coming up next uh, after the leg stretcher and the t- point shoes and uh, the pointy sticks. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll purchase a puppy because <laughs> I don't have enough animals. Can you buy that on Amazon? Probably not. <laughs> and you should not. No. In fact, no. In fact, I'm going to say this because I'm a huge animal freak and I have a dog, a cat, a rat, and a rabbit. If you want to get an animal, go to a shelter. Yes. Do it. Yes. Do it. Um, okay. In fact, oh, in fact, I should just say this because I see Maria's smiley face on the Every Girl's Guide to Life, and she was actually just a guest on my show with Stan Lee. So um, that's going to be up on uh, World of, Stan Lee's World of Heroes on YouTube on, um, I believe, next Friday, so the, the 22nd. Um, so wait, I can't wait for you guys to see her. It was so funny. She and Stan were hysterical. Um, but I do want to say, because she was, she was on Dancing with the Stars, um, that Carrie Ann Inaba, one of the judges, is a really huge animal activist. Um, um, she has this thing called Crib Cats, and it's it helps get um, kittens and mostly with disabilities get adopted. So just um, Google Crib Cats and Carrie Ann Inaba, and you'll just it's the cutest thing you've ever seen. Aww. Exactly. Mm. Drinking water. See, there's no pause when it's just me for me, <laughs> for me to drink water. Um, so there'll be there'll be pauses. Um, okay, so. I actually kind of, I have to say, I kind of loved the idea of Finement Day, which was sort of an April Fool's joke. Um, and like everyone in GD um, was playing pranks on each other. And some of them were sanctioned by Joe and some of them were not sanctioned by Joe. And it caused a lot of problems. Um, but it's just another one of those things that like, um, you know, the cafeteria floor turns into a trampoline and which sounds Awesome, by the way. That does. That sounds like a lot of fun. Doesn't it? I'm like, <laughs> like I want my kitchen floor to be a trampoline. I mean, my ceilings probably aren't high enough, but still, that's really cool. Um, yeah, and I, I just, I sort of loved all the pranks. I just thought that they were really funny. And it's just, the best one, though, oh, my God. Okay, the best one was turning someone and giving someone a beaker voice. Like, me, 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 Beaker from the Muppets, in case you don't know what the hell I'm doing. It was so cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. It was awesome. Who thinks of this? Me, 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 me. Sorry, I'm done with my beaker that, voice That's now. a very good impression, actually. Why, thank you. I'm pretty squeaky mm-hmm. to begin with, so, you know, I can do the beaker voice. Don't worry. So do I, because I, I kind of have a mossy voice as well. Don't do it. Worry. Do it. Do the beaker <laughs> voice. Me, me, me. That was excellent. That was fail. <laughs> no, no, it was fun. I mean, I I just thought it was a, a cute little way to sort of because the thing is, you know, something's always going wrong in Eureka. And I even liked in the beginning when Allison's running around the house looking for her phone, and then they explain Finement Day and what it's what it's about. And Carter's like, "Yeah, fi- pranks in Eureka. What could go wrong?" <laughs> so it was it was kind of awesome. Um, one of the, okay, so I, I want to talk about about Holly now. Because that's been that's been a topic since the beginning when she died, and I if you can't see me, I'm doing air quotes. I'm sorry, I apologize for those. Um, while she was in the Matrix because she was unplugged, um, so her body is gone. Now I we've talked about this with the creator Jamie Pallia when he was on with the producer and writer Amy Berg, um, all of the actors that have been on. Um, about what this means and do you really kill off a character um, in a show like this? Because they've done it before and they did it with Kim and that was a huge, oh God, I'm still sad over that. It was a huge, huge thing. Um, 
And also, it's Felicia Day. It's very hard to kill Felicia Day. She's too cute. So, but, I mean, now she's back and she's in, she's sort of a, they have her as a hologram this week. And Fargo's living in the house. So you've got, in that house, you've got Carter, Allison, Jenna, Kevin, Andy, Sarah, of course, because she's the house, um, and uh, Hologram Holly, and Fargo, like, it's just, that's an absolutely insane house. Um, chaos, as they say at the end. Um, but, so they're trying to, they're trying to have fun, and you can see, like, it looks like Fargo is just super, super happy about everything. Um, until the end, when he mentioned something early on about not being able to keep her, and it turns out Holly's dying again. She's dying within the Matrix. So I know we've predicted before that, like, I, I've been talking about Girlbot because I just think that would be hysterical. And everyone keeps going, to, oh, wow, I wish you were in the writer's room for that. Yeah, so everyone seems to be vetoing me. You know, other people have talked about, like, Jamie talked about um, maybe having Holly sacrifice herself for the good of, of Fargo's health. So, you know, I'm not really sure, um, I'm not really sure where they're going to go with this. But the thing that I find really, really cool about it is that they're... They're not letting her in, and they used it as a plot device to get um, Zane to grow up. And before that moment, when he when he goes into um, when he goes into uh, Section Five and wears a suit, so he, you know Fargo. It, it was cute. Zane said, um, "So, do you want to talk about it?" And Fargo started not to, and then he said, "No, I really do." And so Zane has taken this on as a project to help Fargo um, because someone trusted him because Fargo trusted him. I thought that was really cool. Um, and so now what? what is he going to do? He's going to try to save Holly. I don't know how that's possible unless you make a girl bot like I called. If there ends up being a girl bot, I'm going to do a dance on the show. I'm just saying like there's and and I'm not sure you feel free to vote on what sort of dance you'd like it to be because I'm I'm happy to do whatever you like. Um, but I think I think that this relationship is is one of my favorites of the season. It, it's changed Fargo so much. It absolutely has. Um, so is the beard. But but, you know, and you see Holly sort of semi oblivious to what's going on, like when she when she notices that he said something about her not being around. But sort of blows it off, and you you wonder if that's because she's really a computer at this point. She's not a real person. I mean, the thing is, they say she's a real person, but whether or not she is, um, you wonder if she's really sat down and said, "Hey, listen, so how are we going to manage this? How, how can we sustain this? This doesn't make any sense." You never actually see her do that, so I'm wondering if if maybe she really is a computer, and they're going, and she's just a simulation, and there's really not that much more there. Um, you know, at the same time, they have characters like Andy, who's a robot, and Sarah, who's a house, who, you know, are have emotions. Like, just the moment when Andy, um, when everyone came back, and Andy had been mean in The Matrix, and nobody was being quite nice to him, and he was actually really hurt by that. So, you know, I'd, I'd actually love to, um, I, Grant Imahara was going to call him, but he, he couldn't make it tonight, and so I want to talk to him about, because he builds so many robots, I want to talk to him about... Um, whether and like what, how we could get to AI that's like that, that responds in that way, and what Holly really is, especially now. So, um, I think it'll be very interesting to see where that goes. One of the, the things that I love though is, of course, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since back when you did it with graph paper, which was one of my favorite things in the whole world. In fact, for this calendar, we just did a cover shoot that was all Dungeons and Dragons characters. Um, 
Yes, you can scream nerd into the into the um, video screen. I don't hear you. I don't hear you at all. Um, but that's still awesome. Yeah, isn't it? It's like. I mean, I, I just love that they do so many. I know I've said it before, but pop culture throwbacks. And D&D is very close to my heart. But I just, I love that they were playing. And then when we get to the end and everyone wants to be in the house all together and everyone sits down to play Dungeons and Dragons. And I just, I just think that moment was so cool. It's like, we're all total nerds. Let's all sit down and do nerdy, nerdy things. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I just, I thought that was really cool. Um you know, that brings me to another point, though, about about Carter and Allison. Um, they they finally addressed something that I don't believe and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they've really ever directly addressed um, when they're in the sub and things start to go wrong. And um, they talk about IQ and Carter finally reveals like, what do you think? I'm not smart enough for you. Like, And she's like, well, of course, my IQ is higher. I've learned to get to the point where it doesn't matter. Which is a really painful thing to hear. I mean, it didn't, you know, Carter took it with a grain of salt. I mean, he's in this town. I mean, that's the whole conceit of the show that he's in this town and everyone's a genius and he's not. But he's he's practical. He has different skills. Um, but just I wondered if they were going to address that before the marriage, if that was ever going to come up. Because, you know, like in relationships, there's there's usually an insecurity about something that your partner does something better than you or you don't measure up or, you know, so. I, I liked that moment. Um, I'm glad that they didn't just let that go because um, I, I don't know if that's completely resolved, but, you know, we'll see. I do, however, think the, the Joe Carter thing is resolved um, because there were hugs. There were hugs. Um, it was actually really cute when Allison went to hug Joe and she, she's like, you can cry now. And Joe's like, Ugh. so I know. I know. Well, that's I mean, that's something about Joe's character, too, because she's evolved so much. Um, I know we talked about this with um, Jamie and Amy. Ah, Jamie and Amy. Um, but she's she's really changed from this really tough person um, who really didn't let a lot of emotion in to somebody who's gone through a possible engagement and didn't have it happen. A relationship, more than one relationship, um, where she start, she's grown. She's had that really, really close friendship with Carter. And she's had a close friendship with Allison. Um, and to see her sort of crack when Allison's like, no, we're totally friends. Um, and you were my maid of honor. And you are my maid of honor. And just to see that level of emotion come out that that was so sweet Aww. Aww. <laughs> all right i i'm gonna do a little uh game fly in here although um i don't actually see the paper so i'm just gonna tell you about game fly <laughs> um is that cool if i do that go right ahead all right i'll just yeah. babble about game fly okay i can totally do that though because i i have been a member of game fly so um if you go to after buzz tv you actually get a really cool offer um, for Gamefly um, where you can start. It's discounted. It's it's actually really cool. So if you're a game player and you are spending so much money on games, especially ones like the things you can blow through quickly, um, you know, maybe maybe you want to just play Call of Duty for a little while because your friends want to play it with you. Or, you know, maybe there's a game that you think, oh, I'm going to blow through this or my kids are going to blow through this or whatever. Or Dungeons and Dragons. Right. <laughs> It's it's just like the it's the coolest thing. So you this is basically like Netflix or video games. So you sign up, you get games, and you keep them as long as you want, and then you send them back and get the next game. And it's kind of it's kind of cool because it's not like you know when you rent them from a store, you're like oh, I have to finish these in seven days. This is you just keep it as long as you want to play it, and when you're done, you send it back. So there's now the paper isn't here with the exact number of titles, so I'm going to go with one gazillion. 
I, I think that's accurate, right? It's around 8,000, I believe. Okay. Oh, I thought it was, was it 800,000? Yeah, 8,000. Oh, 8, 000, that's different than... Give or take. That's yeah. different than one gazillion. <laughs> that's less than one gazillion, but still a very large number. So, um, A good amount. A you, goodly your number. Your choices are there. <laughs> it's a goodly number. <laughs> um, an elegant sufficiency. Do you like that? Yes, I that sounds that. great. Uh-huh, an elegant sufficiency. Very nice. <laughs> All right, so um, I guess we should actually go to commercial right now, and I will reshuffle. And guys, if you do want to call in, the number is 424-256-1729. <laughs> hey, everybody, John Comerford here. I've got my Mad Men with me. Kevin Undergaro. Phil Svitek. For all you fans of Mad Men, we're your AfterBuzz TV hosts of Mad Men. Every Sunday right after the show, 9.30, we're breaking down the episode. You can also check us out on iTunes and YouTube the following morning. We're going to get into the imagery, the symbolism, the structure. We give you all the information on Mad Men that the other podcasts out there don't. Very insightful. You're going to love it. Check us out. Please. Hey, guys. This is the AfterBuzz TV crew for The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Woo! Don't forget to tune in every Monday night at 8 p.m. to see... Adrian Barrow. Deanna Vaughn. Susan Hahn. Giselle Ugardi. Buzz you later. After Buzz TV, what do you want to buzz about? All right, guys, I am back. So one of the the funnier things this week was virtual Vincent. Um, I know everyone who, who watches this show, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I really don't think I am, loves Vincent. I mean, how can you not love Vincent? He's hysterical, he makes good food, and he's unbelievably nice. So um, I, I love that he was their virtual waiter and also their way to be saved. And I, it's funny because he, you know, he works in the Cafe Diem, but... It's they always find really interesting ways to bring him into episodes when they're not in Cafe Diem. It's I thought that Virtual Vincent was awesome. And honestly, I'd like Virtual Vincent to cater um, a party for me. I don't think that'd be weird at all. Um, and that's one of the things like talking about AI and Andy and all that. Um, it is really interesting the the level the line between um, sentience and. And non-sentience. So, you know, robots versus non-robots, how much they can feel. Do they actually feel anything? Um, have we reached a singularity? Is Skynet on the way? Sorry. I just I had a moment. Um, but but I, I like the idea of a character like Andy, um, you know, and falling in love with Sarah. And although, although the thought of the robot sex is just, I, oh... Sorry, I had a moment. I can't, I can't. It's too weird. But um, but yeah. So you realize, like, in the house with all of these people, you've got Sarah and Andy hooking up in whatever way it is that they do, and um, and the same thing with Fargo and Holly doing whatever it is. I do. They were doing air kiss and um and like air high fives and um, but yeah, and and what it means to be in a relationship and like, and, and not to go super super deep here, but it's just me, so I can, um, but. You know, what it means to be, you know, in love, best friends, you know, without that, you know, the physicality. Um, and it does sort of make it interesting to look at, like, what a relationship means. And I think for Fargo and Holly, um, there's this level of connection that, you know, may, neither of them had before. Neither of them, you know, it was always Fargo doing the goofy things or Fargo doing the fun things, but never, um, you know, Fargo, except for the, the moment with uh, his buddy from Warehouse 13. But there was never really somebody that he could connect with on that, like, super hyper, nerdy, nerdy level. And so, you know, in the in- it's sort of instant connection that they made. Um you know, and I think it's the same thing with Sarah and Andy. Like, you know, obviously Sarah um, 
who is voiced by Neil Grayston, in case you guys didn't know that, um, which you must know that. But um, but that Sarah was lonely and would talk to Carter and would talk to whoever's in the house and sometimes do mischievous things and act like a girl, like pay attention to me and all, you know, like just, not like a girl. And honestly, I don't mean to say that because guys, believe me, do that too. But. You know, and Andy really wanting a connection and like, boss, you like me. And actually, and like I said, that moment where he's sad that people don't like him and like really caring about people. And is that programming or is has he developed in some way? And I just think it's kind of fun to ponder that because it's because they they do it over and over again. Um, and like even when they brought um, Kim back and, and the way that they brought her back, that she could still feel him. Not that she's a robot, but that she could still feel emotion and all of that. And so. It's really almost asking a question about what it is to be alive and what it is to feel. And wow, I've just gone really deep. I feel like I should put on glasses and you should all lay on a couch. <laughs> but but um, you should have a monocle or something. I should. Oh, I've always wanted a monocle. Ooh. I know how you keep those things in, but I want one. I'm sure you can buy it on Amazon after <gasps> Buzz TV. New drunk so, Amazon purchase. I'm there you getting go. a monocle just because why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I can I do some steampunk. Uh, steampunk. Steampunk. And I can use my monocle and I'm all excited about that. Um, but but yeah, like, I mean, what do you, what do you think as far as like um, when robots go over the edge? I mean, because I, I think I like that. I like that sort of ambiguity. And are they really feeling or is this just programming? That's um I think they're kind of stretching it a little bit and probably some programming but it does add to the uh, storyline makes it a little bit more interesting I think so yeah yeah I just I I love the idea of it and you know just exploring like because you know um I, I had this discussion with somebody the other day about um, you know about what goes on in the mind versus what goes on in the body and would it be interesting and and honestly the only reason we we're talking about this is because of all the hologram performances that have happened lately um, and what it is to keep people around and then we were talking about you know Futurama and heads in jars and you know and all of that and, and what it would be like to continue on your existence but with a very different physical form um, so I'm just saying girl bot. But but it's Eureka, so you know they can get away with that. It is a fantasy show, so yeah, understandable. Totally, totally, and I, I just kind of love that. Um, so one of the things, uh, another little thing that I liked this week was magnetized pants. Um, I, I love the fact that like you could <laughs> your boyfriend can flip a switch and all of a sudden you're in all black leather, which by the way doesn't breathe naturally. I'm just saying. Um, but I, I thought that was that was kind of a cool moment. Um, so. We didn't see a lot of a lot of um, Henry this week and Henry and Grace and you know she they've been they've they've been speaking but they've had some some rough patches so I'm really interested to see um, her return and what that means because Henry deserves love especially for the whole Kim thing um, I also am really excited to see what happens with Beverly as you guys know we had Deborah Farentino on um, last week who is absolutely amazing and if you haven't seen the episode. Go to the archives and check it out because really she she was absolutely fascinating to talk to. So lovely. And Roth is obsessed with her. So <laughs> you definitely should go back and, and check that out. But, you know, I know um, early on before we actually started the show, I had spoken to Colin Ferguson during an interview. And he said we'll definitely see more of the senator as well. So, you know, I'd love to see maybe I hope Ming, Ming Na, if you're watching this, please come on. Um, but I'd love to see what happens there, too. Um, so, you know, they're progressing. And I, as we're counting down the episodes, which is really, really sad, but it's 
it's getting closer and closer to comeuppance time. So it'll be, I mean, they've got a lot of stories to wrap up. Like, yes, they've they've wrapped up um, Carter and Allison. They may have wrapped up Zane and Joe, or at least they're they're coming to an understanding. Um, but they have to they have to deal with Fargo and Holly and what's going to happen there. They have to deal with Grace and Henry. Um, I think. I mean, from what I know, um, Zoe will be back um, for the final episode. And, and there was a reference to that today when um, Carter talks about calling her and when she'd be there for the wedding and all of that. So that'll be fun to have to have her on. Um, and, you know, there's so there's a couple of things going on. And, you know, they do have that one final show that they got to wrap everything up. And as everyone has said, there, it's not really an ending so much. It's more of a life goes on in Eureka as it's always done, which I'm honestly really, really excited to see. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I have predictions, and you know, this week. But, I, but if I if I were a betting girl, um, and oh yes, which reminds me that uh, Zane and Joe bet on the wedding. Um, but if I were a betting girl, I would say that there may be, and I'm just guessing here, an engagement with uh, Joe and Zane. Ooh. I know. I mean, an- another one. I mean, <laughs> um, I... I think is I think Holly May just just from talking to everyone else not even though I want the girl bot um I think she may sacrifice herself for him. I think she may wink out of existence in some way. Um, I think I think Henry and Grace will get back together just because I'm a hopeless romantic and I want it to happen. Aww. Um and I know at least next week there's going to be an exploding car. Because I saw the the little preview, the moment of the week. Um oh, one thing I definitely wanted to mention as I was watching the show, I noticed the commercial. Um, yes, I actually watched the commercials. Um, that there is going to be a marathon on Sci-Fi of the show, the Eureka, Eureka episodes that the fans picked on. Th- I believe is this Sunday. You might want to check your local listings just in case because I was also cleaning while watching commercials. But I believe it is um, a marathon. So if you want to catch up with your favorite episodes, um, see what everyone else voted for as far as favorite episodes. Make sure you watch that. I'm totally going to be watching it. Um, if we can talk about it a little bit next week. You know, just see what um, you know what you guys loved and what you what you loved. That's on. It's nothing but love. Nothing but love. Um, it's so, always nice to see the episodes that the actual fans you know want to see again. Totally, totally. I bet a lot of them are going to be from season four. Um, it happened to be extremely strong. Um, I think. I think the whole time travel thing, um, you know, with James Callis from Battlestar, which it was just such a cool storyline and finding out about the consortium and getting and having Beverly back and finding out more about her story and her motivations. I thought that was really, really cool. In fact, I um, I know that James Callis is going to be back. So I'm not sure what episode it's going to be. Um, I don't know if it's more than one. I don't I don't think so, but I don't know if it's more than one. But he is going to be back, too, before the end of the season. So there's actually a lot of stuff coming up um, that I'm, I'm really, really excited about. If you guys have predictions, make sure you comment on um, on the um, YouTube page, on iTunes. You know, vote us up and all that. And, you know, I just because I actually I like chatting with you guys. And and also feel free um, if you you know, you want to follow me on Twitter and 
and chat about Eureka. I am always up for chatting about Eureka. I'm like, I'm such a nerd. But um, but yeah, so um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Jenna Bush, B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president. You can follow my momentarily absent co-host, um, Jennings Roth Cornette, at, at J Roth C. Um, and you can follow AfterBuzz TV at, at AfterBuzz TV, which makes it very simple. Make sure you go to iTunes and subscribe. I spoke for a long time tonight. <laughs> So I'm going to go out. And I enjoyed every minute. Why, thank you. I'm going to have throat lozenges now and some tea. Um, But guys, yeah, make sure you join us next week. I have no idea who we're going to have come on, but I think it's possible that Neil Grayson will be back on with us, and we love having him on. Um, And so we'll we'll bring you surprise guests every week. So, guys, thanks for watching. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.